0: It is the Wednesday morning show. The Minnesota legislature is in full swing. Forum News Service reported that the feverish pace and the DFL control of the legislative and executive branches has led to Governor Walls already signing eight bills into law. One bill that has already been heard in committees in the House and the Senate is the Catalytic Converter Theft Prevention Bill. Chief author in the Senate is Senator John Marty, who joins us now. Good morning, Senator Marty.
1: Good morning, Heidi.
0: Thanks for being with us. So you had a a late night at the Senate last night?
1: Yes, we didn't finish till after 2.30 in the morning on driver's licenses for all. So it was a good good debate and good finish at 2.30 in the morning. But um, (laughs) glad to be with you to talk about catalytic converters today.
0: Yeah, I wonder if you would start with telling us uh, what you see as the need. Why is this needed?
1: This is something I've been hearing for the last three, four years. We came up with this idea. I was working with an auto theft expert, investigative expert, and came up with an idea a couple of years ago. Catalytic converters have some rare metals. They're part of the exhaust system in your car, like the muffler, and they have some rare metals. One of them, rhodium, goes for $20,000 $20, plus per ounce. In other words, it's about 12 times as valuable as gold. And um, it helps clean up the air under your car, um, and the federal government required them under the Clean Air Act for years. Every car has them. Every combustion car has one. And um, they can be sold for the scrap metal of them. It's worth like five to 800 bucks per converter. So they're easy for a thief to cut off, and we've had a, a surge of them across the state in Minnesota.
0: Tell us a little bit about how you think uh, legislation can help this. Does this involve law enforcement, or how are you going to combat it?
1: Sure, law enforcement, prosecutors, insurance industry, everybody's supporting this, except the thieves. But um, it's, a, it's a simple solution, namely that it looks, a catalytic converter looks like a smaller than your muffler, but it looks like a piece of exhaust equipment. And the trouble is there's no way to identify which car it comes from. So if I cut one off under your car, which a thief can do in less than two minutes, um, I can carry it around and say it's mine, and nobody can prove it's not. And so law enforcement has not had probable cause to stop them. They found cars at a report from Maplewood where they found a car with four or five converters in the back. And they know they're stolen, but they can't show anything, so they have to let the guy go. And it costs a consumer like two or three thousand bucks to get one replaced. So what we do is simple. We would require that if you have, if you take one off the car, whether your car or somebody else's car, you have to write the vehicle identification number on it. Every car in the world has a 16-digit unique code. Law enforcement around the world can find out whose car it is and everything about it. And um, from that, if you category converter, has no markings on it. We require the person taking it off to mark it on in permanent ink or some other way, um, which very few people take off their own cars when they're working on the cars. Uh, occasionally muffler shop comes across one, but mainly they're coming either from gar- car disposal, car junkyards, or they're coming from individuals who are stealing them. And so we'd mar- require marking making a crime equivalent to theft to have a used one that's not attached to a car without the markings on. And we prohibit it to be sold to anyone other than a uh, registered scrap, muffler, uh, scrap um, auto place a scrap metal dealer, and then would stop most of the transactions with it. If you can catch the thieves, at the beginning they would try it. I'm sure they'd try and get them out of state before they're caught, but we think it would be a huge impact, and the auto theft investigators around the world would say, this is a model bill that they would suggest others take up either. It was a Minnesota idea.
0: We're talking with Senator John Marty today. He's a DFLer, and we're learning more about this bill having to do with catalytic converter theft. So is this an issue going on in, in just Minnesota? Is it widespread across the U.S.?
1: It's, it's widespread across the U.S., and it's just blossomed. And Minnesota happens to be one of the highest states in it. Um, much, much out of proportion to the size of our state. We have a lot more going on, but it's across the country and people have been asking for a solution for years. I think you, we've I've talked to people just one last Sunday, a couple told me that somebody had snuck into their garage, a locked garage under a, a condo adult, a senior living condo. And they got into the garage. They got at least two of them off that they were aware of. And they got out of the garage, according to cameras in the garage the car disappearing three minutes after it came in the garage and so they got three two or three converters off in just three minutes so it's a huge problem around the state we've had rochester school bus company had 40 school buses hit one night um just a huge hit of expenses so um it's happening across the state
0: you said that there is a lot of support for this bill you know some of the i'm thinking of the places in northern minnesota the scrap metal places they're small businesses are they also in support of this
1: they some of them are some there's some dealers who are buying a lot of these things used and not knowingly perhaps but they're buying stolen property and under this they'd be the only ones, the registered scrap dealers would be the only ones who could buy them. You can't have somebody going through Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist in marketing saying, hey, we'll show up at the local Walmart parking lot at 7 in the morning, buy your converters. They can't do that anymore. It would have to be registered scrap dealers. It should be a little more business for the scrap dealers. They don't like it that they have to mark them and they have to record them, and they'd have to turn in a, you have to, beginning next year, they'd have to um, list the VIN numbers of the CAT converters they Pick up. They they buy. They'd have to list them immediately in a in a online database similar to the one, probably the same one that pawn dealers currently have to do when they list property they take in.
0: Is this? You said this has been going on for a while. Is this the first time you've proposed this legislation?
1: No, unfortunately, I've been pushing roughly the same legislation for three years. We had the uh, Senate Republicans who were in the majority for the last three years refused to give me a hearing. Why? They wouldn't tell me. Just no response. Total silence. I asked for it repeatedly year after year. We tried to bring it up on the floor. They ruled it out of order. Um, tried to take it out of committee. No chance. And and now when it passed, the, some of the people who denied me a hearing voted for it in committee. They voted for the bill in committee. I think the very few people are going to have the courage to vote against it because it's it's very popular across party lines. Uh, you talk to anybody who's lost a converter, it can be months of heartache and it can be $3,000 if you don't have insurance, comprehensive insurance on your car. If you do, it'll cost you maybe whatever your deductible is plus a hit on your insurance rate.
0: Senator Marty, I know you're busy, but before you go, you've been a leader in the Senate for a long time, and you know we're hearing reports about how fast things are going and things are actually getting done. What's the experience been like for you this session?
1: I, I, I'm thrilled with it. I've been trying for years to break up this garbage bill, this stuff where we put everything into a handful of bills near the end of the session, pass them. Nobody knows what's in them until after it's done. The Constitution doesn't doesn't allow that technically, though the courts haven't stepped in, and it's a lot less transparent. And so on. So I'm really thrilled with the progress being made. So um, it's been a good, efficient, transparent process this year, and I'm really appreciating that. And So and know, while I'm at it, I would say I appreciate KAXE and independent public radio. I've, I've been on your air a number of times over the years. So I just appreciate having independent public radio around the state.
0: Well, thank you so much. You know, I'm also curious because you said that some of the Republicans that, you know, you couldn't even get a hearing in past sessions, Are you, but they had voted for this bill on uh, catalytic converter theft. Are you seeing bipartisanship, or is it still uh, difficult? <laughs>
1: it's, 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 it's been difficult. I think right now I think we have the votes to have it done. It's passed on the House floor. We passed it through three committees in the Senate. Only one of them did anyone vote against it, and it was by party line in that one. But I think in the end, like in the House, there were only, like, 15 out of 134 people who voted against it. And it's because I think they realized, wherever they wherever they were upset about it, um, they realized that it's a huge problem. And, again, the experts, insurance experts, auto theft experts, police, and so on are all saying, this covers all the things you can possibly do in a logical manner, and should really have a significant reduction in the problem over the next couple of years as it's faced in and as thieves and the industry recognizes how it has to work.
0: That is Minnesota Senator John Marty a DFLR. Thanks so much for your time this morning, Senator. Thank you for your time. Have a great day. You too. If you want to contact your senator or representative regarding this legislation we were talking about with Senator Marty, there's an easy way to do it. You can find out the contact information for your elected officials. Go to leg.state.mn.gov for more information. Don't forget, your elected officials work for you, and you have the right to tell them your opinion on the bills and what's going on in the Minnesota legislature. Tune in tomorrow morning at 7.20. We'll have a conversation with Senator Aaron Murphy about a bill she is authoring about nursing shortages.